a mysterious box showed up on our doorstep. Coming up on this episode of Ordinary Damn Experts, we're talking about what was inside that box and why it matters for your trip to Great Falls. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And we're We're no no damn damn experts. experts. And this is what you get when we record on a Monday. Yeah. (laughs) You'll really see why we call ourselves no damn experts today, too. Um... I'm going to kick it off by just letting our, our listeners know yeah. we received a box mm-hmm. at our doorstep Yep, and it was full of brochures. Uh-huh. Now, there are times when people will stop in here and we aren't open per right. se. Um, we have meetings, it's a holiday, what have you. People get sick and there's only one person. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that happen mm-hmm. uh, with a staff of three where we're not all able to get the door open. And we do other things besides waiting stand for there you at to the show door. Up. Yeah. Yep. Not that we don't love to see you. But, right. Um, That's not so, the only thing. Right. So we came that to say. <laughs> back to the office one day and there was mm-hmm. a box of material. Yeah. And an know, open box. It wasn't like it, somebody mailed it. Right. It was somebody, somebody dropped, dropped it, it off. off. Yeah. And we really missed the opportunity here. So, you know, we get a lot of materials here at the office. Some of them are pertinent, some are not. Yeah. And I picked up the brochures that were in this in this little box. I'm like, holy moly, there's some good information right. in here. And I have never heard of this before. I mean, I don't know if that's good to admit or not, but here we are. Yeah. Now, I knew about this a little bit. Okay. But, uh, let me just preface everything with... The amount of exploring I have done um, to the western part mm-hmm. of Great Falls is not as extensive as I have done to the eastern part well, of Great Falls. that makes sense given where you're from. Yeah, I'm an eastern yeah. Montana girl, so yeah. it just makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, Lost Creek, nope. I Lost- mean, that exists too, right? I'm not sure. I feel it sounds like somewhere that would exist. There's just really (laughs) some great hiking available in the Rocky Mountain Front and the Mm -hmm. Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. And we call it the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex, Shannon, as you know, is because it includes the (laughs) Bob Marshall Wilderness and the Scapegoat Mm, Wilderness. So there's kind of two wildernesses in that area. So we call it the complex. But it's not the scapegoat complex. No. They did stick well, with one it's name. Smaller. It's smaller. <laughs> pick what name on that one. And <laughs> it's named after Bob Marshall. It yeah. wasn't just, you know, there's some there's some history there. And I don't know if we've ever done justice to the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex well, or the Rocky Mountain Front for right. that matter. I think it often gets overlooked because of its neighbor Glacier, which right. obviously amazing. But the Bob Marshall is just Ooh. gorgeous and rugged and beautiful. 
you all might recall, avid listeners, because I know you're listening to every episode mm. and committing it Faithfully, to memory. Yes. Uh, the episode we did with Kelly Aline, and she talked about the Chinese Wall, mm-hmm. which is in the Bob Marsha Wilderness Complex. So we've done some some content related yeah. to the Bob, but in my opinion, not nearly enough. Not enough. But at the same time. To really experience the Bob, you're going to have to backpack in there mm-hmm. or take a stock assisted trip or, you know, hire a pl- helicopter to fly to you over To drop you in there. <laughs> if someone does that, please let us know. We'd love to hear about that experience. There was an issue with someone landing their personal aircraft in really? there, which is illegal. Ooh. You would have to parachute out and yeah. into because no motorized just, anything yeah. in the Bob. Um, so there is some method to our madness as to mm-hmm. why we've not talked a lot about the Bob right. because of those aspects of you're going to have to camp pretty remote. in there. Yeah. So it's not always for everyone, but right. it is absolutely gorgeous. Worth it. So in this box of goodies, we got the Alice Creek Historic District brochure. Yes. And so... That was the whole box, wasn't it? No, no. There was uh, this other brochure called Lincoln Summers. Oh, right. I thought that was part of, oh, okay, I see now. Huh. Yeah, and it was folded up and it... Like that. Yeah, just a okay. piece of paper. Um, <laughs> looks like it's printed off uh-huh. at the folded. office. Yeah. Um, but really great information. Okay. I don't know what Lincoln Summers means, but I'm also going to say it came, both of these, the box itself, yeah. came from the Lincoln Ranger District. Well, and District. it's like a possessive summers, not summer, like summer in Lincoln. And it's guessing the summer that's what that belongs to, be. to Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln. Well, then it would be Lincoln's summer. Oh. Lincoln's summer. I don't know. You, I haven't read the brochure. I didn't see that one. I only got the Alice Creek one. So <laughs> that's all you. So you picked the short one to read. <laughs> I didn't even see that there was that other one. Yeah. Um, so I told Shannon, I'm like, hey, we should do an episode. On this random on box. On Alice Creek off. Historic District. Yes. Uh, where we just tell you what we've learned, which is really cool. <laughs> we're going to read you the brochure. <laughs> well, we're going to do a little bit more. Ask you to paint a picture in your head. <laughs> but it is this this area mm-hmm. just to the east, or goodness, to the west of us, that is a lot of exploration. Yeah. Um, biking and hiking and uh, motorized jeeping and four-wheeling and that kind of stuff um really great opportunities for recreation and we really don't know much about it no either one of us i hadn't even heard of it now my (laughs) husband has spent a lot more time trying to explore the lincoln area and a lot of snowmobilers like that area too a lot of snowmobilers Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cabins in the area Mm -hmm. but there's not a whole bunch of lodging right there's lodging, folks. I'm not going to, you know, lie to you. Right. <laughs> there is, but most of the people were, yeah, are going to camp or be in a cabin or something. Right. Yeah. Or come back to Great Falls. Right. Which would be a normal Which makes a lot more thing. sense. Yeah. It's not that far away. No. So we know that there's a lot of effort. I shouldn't say we. I speak for you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fine. We as an organization. Which there we go. Collectively, <laughs> collectively someone we. in the office knows <laughs> that there's a lot of efforts to make this area bigger, mm-hmm. uh, this Lincoln Recreation Area a little bit bigger. And it will take a lot of work of Congress to be able to do this, which 
is a process in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But it's looking at the wilderness management areas and the uh, recreational areas and figuring out the best way to make it easier to develop and grow these assets that we have access to Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't require so much time. Mm -hmm. Because anytime it's involved with the government... There's a lot more time that it takes. Not that the process they would use is not inclusive of the public, but it doesn't then take an act of Congress to make these changes. (laughs) Literal. Yes. And everyone, (laughs) when we say act of Congress, we're not making a joke. Like that's that's literally a literal act of Congress (laughs) that needs to happen in order to approve some of these things, which is not, (laughs) there's jokes about it for a reason. Right. It's not a fast process. So to the west of us, Mm -hmm. on Highway 200, you'll find the Alice Creek Historic District. Mm -hmm. It's a small area in scope Mm -hmm. to the Scapegoat Wilderness, and it's just to the south of that. And in there, you're going to find a lot of opportunity to do the outdoor recreational stuff that you all like to do, whether it be winter or summer or spring or fall. (laughs) You got them all. Every season, there's something to do Mm -hmm. in this area. Mm -hmm. And it says, just to mention, we were talking about Highway 200, um, that turnoff for Alice Creek specifically, it says 10 miles east of Lincoln. So just FYI. Yeah. Where you can go to find the trailhead. You'll see signs. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to the Now I'm going to pay attention next time I drive through there of where those signs are. Have you ever been? To to Lincoln? Well, No. To recreate in Lincoln. I've not been to recreate in Lincoln. I've been through Lincoln a bajillion times because I went to college in Spokane and that's the, uh, that's yeah, the road yeah. you take. So I've yeah. been through there a lot. I've stopped there, stopped at the beef jerky oh. place, which, okay, we'll just give them a shout out when you're over there. Yeah. Stop, get your snacks and gifts. The uh, High country thank beef you. jerky. Yes. Montana made. Store. The honey kissed is my favorite beef yeah. jerky kind. Have you yeah. tried the elk or the bison? Mm, I don't think so. Oh. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Not your <laughs> not your first well, preference. <laughs> if it was like just a plain, mm-hmm. they did like a cherry oh. and a whiskey flavored gotcha. to it. So you it wasn't. The, you just yeah, want the meat. Just give me the meat. What's their, they also have, it's really good. It's not a jerky, but it's like a jerky. I think it starts with a P. Pemmican? Yes. Thank you. Do you like pemmican? I never tried it. Okay. I've tried it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ancient yeah, it's a, First Nation food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they, That's what they used they to make. Produce that. Yeah. It's a combination. It's hard to describe. It's meat and berries. Meat and, and berries. And it's a good snack. Roughage. Yeah. <laughs> Not like grass. This doesn't have like grass in it. Well, now. Right. It now. did. Right. You know, there was some binding agent. This one agent. that you're going to go get is not just like grass pulled from the field. <laughs> but it's good. I like it. Now, the other thing about recreation in this area mm-hmm. is there are grizzly bears. Yes. And in my <laughs> in reading, reading of, of the, the brochure, brochure. <laughs> yes, it does mention uh, grizzly bears and that this is one of the only places, and we'll talk about this more along the entire Lewis and Clark Trail, which this is part of, where grizzly bears still roam. So, I mean, we have grizzlies all over Montana. This is, though, saying that along the specific right. trail, this is the only part. And they say, well, it's, you know, it's it's rare, uh, but that's, but they're still, they're still there. I think any encounter with a grizzly is pretty rare. Yeah. Like, it's uh, not we, something that right. happens 
Right. I'll, it'll every time it does happen, it makes the news. <laughs> right. It, because so that should it say does, something because it's not an everyday right. thing. Like if it happened all the time, the news would stop reporting yeah, on right, it. Right. Because they'd eventually just, be like oh, another. Another person another got thing. ate by sleep. Right. That's just a normal thing. <laughs> I mean, all that to say, like, be bear aware, like right. bring your stuff, know that they could be there, all of that. But don't let that stop you from going and exploring, thinking every time you go out, you're going to you're going to have this encounter. Right. Because be prepared, but it's likely not going to happen. Yeah. Now that we say this, the listener's <laughs> going to go out and yeah. get eaten by a bear. Please don't we do that. We apologize in advance. <laughs> Get your bear spray from yes. Bighorn. Bear spray, bells, yeah. But this area is one of those areas that's steeped in that Lewis and Clark history. Yeah, and a lot of history even before that, too, that still shows up on the yep. land. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. Before Lewis and Clark showed up, there was a lot of people that lived here. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yep. wasn't a big surprise. They, they, they were they were here first. <laughs> Their land. Right. Uh, and it's interesting to me because, I mean, obviously all throughout the state, there are, there's a lot of stories of that and markings of that. This to me though, is interesting because it talks about, um, the Travoy, which I looked up to make sure I was saying, saying that it correctly. Right. Yes. Yeah. So in this pamphlet, it's talking about the Travoy, which is a traditional tool that Native Americans used to carry like large loads that would attach to a horse or a dog, it said. Uh, but it made these, well, like, that's what it says. Yeah. So okay, probably, truth probably be told, a I didn't big read dog. this brochure oh, as much. Well, I just see, looked at the good. pictures. Yeah. So this one, well, see, okay. I <laughs> I read it all. <laughs> but yeah, so the interesting part to me uh, about this is these travoys. I'm going to guess that that's the correct plural of that word. Uh they they like mark deep parallel tracks in the earth because so of its like, use. So so they'd like be like dragging marks. I would assume right. like yeah. road. Like yeah, if you yeah. were driving, it'd be the same kind of markings. Yeah, and so it's saying that it, this is a pretty like well traveled area, like well traveled trails, if you will, for these uh, travois. So you can still see it says remnants of these tracks are still that's cool. there, which is pretty amazing considering. I mean, we're talking. Well, pre, I mean, 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. So weather has happened since then, right. which fills them in a little bit. Right. But um, even when you're out, like in the old areas where Charlie Russell paints, mm. you can still see like where roads have been pulled out yeah. of an area. Now, yeah. of course, that's more recent uh, within the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. But some of those are not paved in roads mm-hmm. and so there's been some adjustments so that's kind of neat to see yeah the roads of your <laughs> right the original trails there right yeah. yeah well and I think that helps people to also know hey this was the best route right a lot yeah. of people went this way <laughs> and a probably good a good yeah. good way to go yeah it, well and it talks about that too because so we mentioned there's uh, uh, the obvious Native American history there and well-marked history and then for Lewis and Clark, we mentioned this being a, the Lewis and Clark Trail is what it's called through there. Uh, but it sounds like Lewis was the one who went through there and he was advised by Nez Perce uh, guides of a well-beaten track there that was easy to follow. So Lewis was looking for that as an indication of how to how to get through this area more easily as well. Had you read Lincoln Summers? <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Does it talk more about it this? It does. It okay, talks good. about the day hike opportunity at Lewis and Clark Pass 493, mm-hmm. that it's a 3.2 mile round trip, yep. moderate hike. Mm-hmm. And the details behind it is that Lewis and a party of nine men followed on Indian Trail that the Shoshone called, do I say it and sound awful? Do you have the uh, road to the buffalo? The American, like the the it's English the, version, yes, River the, Road to the Buffalo. Yeah, I I tried, I did try to look up it. To, it's a Native American name Co- for this trail. Kit. Kit. Yeah. See, I tried to look. I couldn't find a correct pronunciation, so no. I, we don't want to do it injustice here. But it's called. It also says in, in River English, Road to the Buffalo. Road to the Buffalo. Yeah. So it's a lot of history there that you can walk mm-hmm. a lot. This brochure that you didn't read, <laughs> I didn't know um, existed, has so much information about fishing, mm. day hiking, okay, yeah, that uh, has more scenic drives, mountain oh. biking, nice, the National Scenic Drive, and my favorite, oh, <laughs> what huckleberry picking. Oh yes, <laughs> I love it. Now we have a specific area where we can send right. people. I'm still likely not going to send people huckleberry picking. Yeah, that is where you would be more likely to run into the grizzly bear. Right. Or just any bear. And more importantly, that's a more Western Montana thing. Right. We're really into the choke cherry side here. Yeah. Even though it's hard to find except, Uh you know, the first weekend in September. Mm -hmm. It's true because, I mean, mean, Montana, that's kind of like the well-known huckleberry thing. That is more West. But now we have... (laughs) We have an a area place close to area. us now yeah. where you can, can go. Send people. Um, and they give you the months. July oh. is the best time. Okay. Um, Beaver Creek, Huckleberry Pass, and then Arostra Creek. Okay. From Lincoln. It gives you some directions. There you go. So if you're into huckleberry picking, I did yeah. I did choke cherries once. Yeah? Went and picked a bunch and made some choke cherry jam. Wow. How did it turn out? It was amazing. Yeah. Um. I think I even made some syrup. Ooh. But it's intense because the if process. you're going, yeah. Um, I'm used, let me just preface. <laughs> I'm used to making strawberry rhubarb jam. Okay. Which I used to make all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. It's a gelatin based, uh, like you just add gelatin and some stuff, oh, okay. cook it, you're done. Oh. Choke cherries require processing of the berry so you have to boil the berry muddle and then you have to drain it through cheesecloth to get the juice Mm -hmm. so then you can start making stuff once you have the juice made or the berry water if you will (laughs) yeah so the actual chunks aren't going in there correct is it because it's so bit i mean i does it It require so much more sugar um it does require some sugar because okay. it is more of a tart uh-huh. flavor, but I'm going to go with it's not that much more sugar than like Robert strawberry rhubarb jam just okay. because you are using jello in my recipe. You are. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, there's just, there's high levels of sugar. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's any more sugar or any less sugar than Why other things. Why can't you have pieces like pieces You don't actually cherry muddle. You don't muddle. You don't muddle. No. You no. just boil for three, four days, I think, if I Holy remember correctly. Cow. It's a long time. Is this like time. a crock pot thing, or it no. needs to be more than that? Yeah. Well, you're at the stove. It's oh. an all-day process just to get the juice. It seems like a lot. That's why I did it once. I'm, yeah. 
there's a I lot of people it. like you go to the chokecherry festival right there's a lot of options for that and that's a lot of i mean good job everybody i would not this is a berry you can't just <laughs> you could but it's not just a berry you pull off the bush and eat yeah because of its tartness yeah it's not a palatable flavor like the huckleberry is. yeah huckleberry is still tart yeah, but it's got but some it's, natural sweetness yeah, in it. Not like the choke cherry. No. Yeah. All that said, so we have a place to that. send you now. <laughs> so there was that divergent yeah. trail. Um, but they've done a really good job of explaining the different day hikes that they recommend, the mm. places where you can fish. All within this Alice well, Creek area or just kind of in, in general on the Lincoln Within area? the Lincoln, okay. what I'm going to call the Lincoln Recreation Area, okay. which is going to be a larger encompassing than just the Alice Creek Historic District, mm-hmm. but there will be... Crossover? Yes. Okay. Because in this map that we have... Yeah, yeah. You can go to the east, the west, the north, and the south from that Alice Creek area oh. and recreate. And that's all. Okay, yeah. I see. Because mm-hmm. you're still in the Helena National Forest. Mm-hmm. Lewis and Helena, Helena Lewis and Clark, Clark National, National Forest. Forest. Mm-hmm. These brochures must be old because they combined a while ago. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that. Yeah. We, we know what it's called. And then the other really cool thing inside the Alice Creek Historic District, mm-hmm. or which goes through the Historic District, is the Continental Divide National yes. Scenic Trail. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw you pictures may be of that when asking, I was looking it up. Can you walk that or do you drive it? Oh, I was assuming it was a hike, is it not? It is a hike. Oh, okay. It's 11 miles. Oh, okay. Um, yep. There's a parking area. So you have quick okay. access to it. Well, that's good. Um, and then we've got directions of how to get yeah. there. But I'm so pretty sure good, you're not going to be hike. marking stuff down. <laughs> not listening to the podcast, waiting to write <laughs> things down, not taking notes. Oh, this notes. is my direction. So if you need help, yeah. um, let us know. Yeah. You'll Ask Rebecca. She's the one with the brochure on this particular I thing. I have multiples of these brochures, <laughs> okay. even though Shannon didn't pick hers up. I, literally, I really, like, I only saw... Yeah. The Alice Creek one. And you said we'd t- be talking about Alice Creek. Yeah. You didn't say anything about Lincoln Summers. <laughs> I really I, like this brochure. Yeah, do. <laughs> it does have good information in it. Now, being that we have been in Lincoln, yeah, the scenery is pretty. Oh, this yeah. is all we can go off of because we've not done any of this <laughs> no, recreation. We really, we're like, hey, we got some brochures. We should, let's now, talk about I have this. Driven, I have driven <laughs> Flesher's Pass yes. Road, mm-hmm. which is where that Continental Divide National Scenic Trail, there's an access point there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is epically stunning yeah. and steep. You know what I did want? I So... Uh, I will forever have fond memories of this. It was a hike with my dad who's since passed and him and I did this, I think it was 13 miles. It was Rogers Pass to Flesher Pass hike with, um, I think it was one of the Montana Wilderness Associations where you can get a guided hike there. It's 13 miles yeah. according to my hey, Lincoln Summers. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my dad and I did that together. And it was just, be- I mean, I'm very tired at the end, right? Because that's a long day hike, but so you have it was gorgeous. Done this stuff. Well, but I don't know what the Alice Creek, hist- I didn't know what the Alice Creek Historic okay. District well, was. Well, I think it's part of it. You've done part <gasps> of I it. Have I been there? <laughs> Flesher Pass Road to Rogers Pass Road, 13 yeah. miles. Yeah. I did the hike, yeah, the hike version of yeah. that. I, it, a road? We well, were on a road. There's roads in okay. that area, but okay. this is a trail. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, we did the the trail with the group. Also, this does nothing to do with anything except on this hike. Somebody, I remember this. Somebody, I think I was, I was early twenties when we did this, and somebody asked if my dad was my boyfriend. Oh, and I was like, that's a compliment <laughs> for my dad, and I don't know what for me. So. <laughs> So I remember that. I like have a picture. I remember it being a great hike. And I remember that from this experience there. Um, I was at a public place where a very nice old man asked my hu- asked me if my husband was my dad. Aw. <laughs> asked Robert? Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. I don't think he looks that old. No. I don't think I look that young. No. Yeah, well, I mean, sudden- not no, but just like you guys look, it's not yeah. like he. you guys have like this huge age difference look between right. you. Like, I, I just thought he was being nice. Yeah. You know how old people yeah. are nice. Yeah, like, oh, hey, that's your, that's <laughs> one of your my, daughter. One of my favorite um, compliments I had ever gotten from a really old man one uh-huh. time was he told me I was cuter than the spots on a puppy. <laughs> that's adorable, and I want to use that now. I'm like, oh, my oh, gosh. Thank you. That was when I was younger and nicer. Um, now... Now I don't get that compliment. I feel like it's, that's like a like a southern phrase, you know, like knee high on a grasshopper, like, cuter than a dog spots. Yeah, it was not in the south. Well, it was south yeah. of here. It was in Wyoming. <laughs> that's still not south. It takes a lot further south to be south. Yeah, uh, that's cute though. I want to use that. Yeah. yeah. There anyway, you go, people. so but uh, so speaking of that too, you can. I mentioned the guided hikes. Like you can, there are organizations, oh, yeah. there are places where say, hey, I don't really want to go venture out on this. Uh, maybe I'm traveling by myself, or the rest of my group doesn't want to hike. You can find people that will lead guided hikes in uh, a lot of these places. It just reminded me that I forgot to include all the wild montana guided hikes that are scheduled oh to the eventory mm. last i should week. probably add those to the events page too maybe yeah yeah well, well you would have known had i gotten on my job done on friday <laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious we'll make it happen so one of the big things that is important for people to understand about mm-hmm. the alice creek historic district mm-hmm. is it is not part of the wilderness area separate area from the wilderness area which means there's mountain biking in that area okay meaning like we talked about the bob marshall there's no biking there is that what you're saying correct or in the scapegoat okay so it's not just motorized there's no wheels of any kind right oh well a bicycle is technically mechanized because it has gears that move so yeah anything that is mechanized cannot be done like you can ride a horse yeah it's got no gears yeah well not that we measure yeah right horsepower yes (laughs) (laughs) gotcha um so there's a few different uh trails that Hmm. uh lincoln summers tells us about here uh that are varied in length and i think that's an important thing to know should probably pick your length before you pick your trail like how much time am i going to devote yeah. to this yeah that's a good like rather than yeah that's a good way to measure to start with this how long do i want to go for today also since we've never done it it's the only indicator we have <laughs> as to what the experience as to what it's is like. going yeah. to be uh-huh <laughs> it could be short but also very steep, steep too don't so don't have any idea but there was no. um, a Gould Helmville trail that is available for mountain biking. Stemple Pass, which I have heard a lot of mountain bikers talk about. Mm-hmm. Probably should get an expert in to talk about that. 
Yeah. Uh, Dalton Mountain Road. That's 15 miles one way from Lincoln. Okay. And then uh, Alice Creek Road. Uh-huh. Alice oh, Creek Road. Yeah, there. Which uh-huh. we know gets you to Alice Creek. Yep. I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Copper Creek Road, which is another 14 mile one way direction from the trailhead. Mm-hmm. The Beaver Creek Huckleberry Pass. That's 21 miles one way. Oh, is it, is this, is that the only huckleberry picking option? No, that's okay. just the mountain biking oh, okay. trail. Okay. It's the name of the trail, Huckleberry Pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Obviously I indicated that there's, because there's huckleberries yeah. there. Okay. Um, and then uh, Sucker Creek Road. Mm. I have to assume it's Sucker, not Sucker, but things have been. I, th- I, th- I feel like I've heard of Sucker Creek Road. Well, it's in the Lincoln area. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't uh-huh, have a map uh-huh. in mine, but <laughs> oh, I don't have a map. You should have a map in yours. Yeah. Mm. But I've got this map. Yes. I, I we can see it on here. Yeah, but the if you wanted to hike the Lewis and Clark National Historic Trail, uh-huh. It's available to you in this area. Also, I was just realizing too the Alice Creek is our side of Lincoln as well. Right, which yeah. is why I selfishly decided we could talk about it because right, it is on, on our, our side. side. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole, you know, Lincoln area, it's not that much further to the town itself, but that also is nice because it's that much closer to yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's like when that drive from the east into Glacier. Mm-hmm. Because you're going from this more non-mountainous, more plainsy, yeah, river valley style mm-hmm. landscape. And as you get closer, you go from flat to tall mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. Which like I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ups and downs. The Dearborn Creek runs through part of that area as mm-hmm. you're headed out to Alice Creek. It doesn't run through the Alice Creek Historic district. Okay. You know, looking at our maps, yeah, I don't see <laughs> that there's water. <laughs> I don't but see there that are either, creeks but everywhere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would assume Alice Creek is a creek. I would guess that too. Well, but yeah, also it in Montana, it does mention, I see a, a bear creek on here, actually. Oh. Uh, and yeah, it mentions the gulches and the basin. Yeah, there's a bear creek that shows up on here. I'm guessing that there are more creeks than that, but that there is a very lightly labeled one on there. So. There is water features, I yes. will call it, throughout <laughs> the drive to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Some of it's like marshy land. Yeah, there's always a spot on the road there where every time I expect to see a moose. Right. I never have, but it's like the area okay. where I expect to see a moose every time. Have you ever seen a moose anywhere on your drive from here to Missoula? No, I've seen a moose, but not there. I have. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Was it past Lincoln? Like the other yeah, side? Yeah, it was the other okay. side of Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, the Missoula That's side. cool. Yeah. On, off of 200? Yeah. yeah. And I've seen probably four or five moose. Really? In that area or that wow. stretch. And they're always in water. <laughs> yeah, the one I've seen... One in northern Idaho, oh. right along the side of the road, like walking around there. But I, have I seen more than one? 
it wasn't until like it wasn't that long ago when I saw my first moose somehow. Oh, yeah. I saw one. This was quite a while ago, and it was in the oddest location. Yeah. Uh, just outside of Geyser on our really? way to, into Brainsford. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we we're heading up. Not what I would usually think of as moose nope. territory. Nope. And that's why we were a little shocked. Well, yeah. We were in a car. Like, was you okay there, really, bud? Yeah. Really early in the morning, mm. like... So it could have been something 30. else. No, it was definitely <laughs> definitely a looming moose. Wow. They're big animals. They are. And maybe this is a good opportunity to say, hey, moose can be very dangerous <laughs> oh, animals, yeah. especially, I mean, all all animals with babies around, animals. especially. Yeah. But moose, everything I've heard, like, even more so than bear, maybe I'd be like, look, this moose, like, don't. Stay in your vehicle. Don't yeah. irritate it. Like they're go- stunning, but moose are more they are dangerous. So big, yeah. You know they're big, and then you see them, and you're like, "Oh, wow. they're big." Mm-hmm. They're one of those and animals that you're just surprised by the to size too. Are yeah. just wow, yeah, yeah. And they're good. they. What I love about it is when they run, they just like run like they're so dopey. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but they're not dopey they're not. animals at all. Yeah. Like you want to just get out and think, oh, I'll just yeah. visit with them a little bit. Little, no, yeah. no, yeah. they're, they're man eaters. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, floppers. Yeah. They'll, you know, hit you yeah. and gore you and get you, right. Get you rattled around. So that's another one when you're, again, not that it's common to see moose, but over right. by Lincoln is a more common area. area where moose would be around. So again, be aware when you're walking, like make some noise, talk, because the last thing you want to do is startle any of these animals. So, yeah. So if folks, you think uh, we are just joking about the amount of day hiking mm. that is available, uh, Lincoln not. Summers has highlighted the Arostra Creek Trail, the Heart Lake Trail, the Sauerkraut Trail. Ooh. There's got to be a rationale to why that's called that sauerkraut yeah i'm curious about that well there's the lewis and clark pass which i already mentioned and then there's the stonewall lookout which is an 11 mile round trip um hike as well Mm -hmm. and we've got some descriptions and i will tell you (laughs) i'm still working on our brand new website there you go and when we do get that launched we'll add this stuff to it um, yeah, with we'll the caveat that this is not our content; it is the Lincoln Ranger Station's uh, Lincoln content. Summers content, yes. Yeah. Because I don't want to lead you astray and make you think that I've done this. We've, we've done have, all the research on it. Yeah. Nor have I even hiked in this area. Yeah. Are you going to add that to your <laughs> summer to do well, list? Well, I would love to. I mean, that's just one of the untapped areas Robert and I have been talking mm-hmm. about doing more in the Lincoln area because yeah. we've not recreated in that area. We, yeah. we used to ride it on our bike all the time. Motorcycle. I was going to say, clear. I was like, you were a cyclist? <laughs> that, that seems surprising. Motorbike. Your other <laughs> endeavors. Yeah. Yes. No, this was on our motorcycle and we did a lot of the scenic drives in that area yeah. uh, because they are, you can head out of the, you can head towards Lincoln, head south and mm-hmm. it'll take you to Wolf Creek. Or just north of uh, Helena, and mm-hmm. then we come back up on the frontage road. Oh, yeah. So it's a nice little loop on yeah. your motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a nice little loop on your bike as well. Yeah. However, 
you're not going to cover the same amount of terrain mm-hmm. a motorcycle would. So I, I assume you have to sleep somewhere. <laughs> it's probably I a two-day trip so. versus yeah. a one-day trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just my assumption. And if you're really feeling adventurous, the Race Montana um, oh, yeah. organization, whatever, has their Wolf Creek Relay, which yep. you could do by yourself if you wanted to, but they have a relay that goes uh, in not Alice Creek area, but over over by Wolf the Wolf Creek. Creek area where we were just kind of talking yep. about. For So if you really want to see it in a slower pace. Have you ever done that? The Wolf Creek Relay? No. Mm. I have not. Well, I figured you're the runner in this group. Well, yeah. And if anyone it's was not- going to, it was going to be you. <laughs> it's like, it's not I don't know if I me. could be in shape well enough or get other people who would be willing to do a relay well, you can with do me it by for yourself, that. which i think is funny that you can do a relay alone yeah i mean <laughs> i think this one allows it when i think when i was looking nope, up stuff I for our it. site I, yeah, you was, can yeah so you can run the relay by yourself so i don't know if i want to make that a goal for myself but <laughs> it, it's doable yeah it's a gorgeous area yeah so that's not till this fall so you still have time everybody to get in shape plan for it come yeah. for that so we've told you a little bit about uh, what we read in this brochure. <laughs> I was going to mention here, like for the in the Alice Creek brochure, yep. um, I thought this was kind of interesting. It says the landscape is no- notable for its unique roadless condition. The Lewis and Clark Pass is the only pass along the Lewis and Clark Trail that's not crossed by a road or highway in some area. Huh. Not interesting. I don't. Yeah. So there you Just go. Just another reason why the Lewis and Clark history is so steeped uh-huh. here in our area. Yeah. And so it, in, it also talks about that Lewis noted in his journal that there was a lot of uh, notable spots where beavers had been busy uh, in that busy area. Busy beavers. Busy beavers, keeping the watershed healthy there. Um, talks about a lot of West Slope cutthroat trout and bull trout in the rivers there bald eagles and osprey nests nests there moose elk and deer and wolves can be heard howling in the distance so a lot of uh a lot of different wildlife there yeah now i am 98 percent certain okay that you cannot keep cutthroat trout there or anywhere Uh, this is where i get i think in montana okay I don't know enough. I can't imagine it would just be in that one stream. I wouldn't think so. So please check your fishing regulations because there is fishing in the area. Yeah. Um, But just, yeah, check. check And they're in lakes and reservoirs. Mm -hmm. Browns Lake, Cottonwood Lake, Harper's Lake, Hart Lake, um, Nevada Reservoir, and then Snowbank Lake, Hmm. which to me... (laughs) Snowbank Lake. Really creative name. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all have Arctic grayling, West Slope cutthroat, trout, rainbow trout in some of those, uh, yellow perch in some of those. So know what your fishing regulations are. Yeah. Uh, we've never done an episode on fishing. Oh. Ever. Well, there you go. Well, it'd probably be as good list. as our hunting episode that Maddie and I did. Cause <laughs> so maybe, maybe we should make sure we have someone on that or it's going to be a pretty short episode. Oh, no. We we studied regulations, you know, yeah. talked about areas and streams and 
what tags and you need wow. and what conservation licenses you need. Because yeah. it's all different. And then the cost uh-huh. for like out of state. Oh, which right. this is sometimes you you get it a little too into the weeds and you start <laughs> thinking, oh, no, we would get Canadians that often ask, what's a hunting oh. license? So, well, for of course, you. in my mind, I go, well, I don't know what an international license, you know, international yeah. fishing license would be. Well, it's the same as an out-of-state. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, that is out-of-state, yes. Yeah. So Okay, so it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't if matter out if you're out-of-country or out-of-state. Out out it's, it's not Montana, so it's... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So we may do, you know, a worthwhile a episode for you really on study fishing. all the fishing stuff yep. well i had my first uh fly guided fly fishing trip oh, experience right. last summer so i could share and a you're little a fly about fisherman that. i'm now a very well versed fly fisherman <laughs> no but i did catch two fish we've always been invited to go over to north 40 yeah uh and have a tutorial done oh a fly yeah. fishing tutorial yeah oh so I in think in the that, building. Yeah, I think it would make great content. <laughs> yeah, I think you should do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I actually, haven't done it, you've you've now mastered the skill. Well, so. yes, mastered. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did really enjoy it though. Actually, it is very. So Jason, my husband, thought it would be like he's like it's pretty like zen, like fly fishing. Once you get kind of the the motion down, it's pretty like zen activity. Oh. I don't think he felt so zen doing it. I think he got frustrated. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can't it. imagine. I just expect I would get a, a fly mm-hmm. stuck inside my body somewhere. Oh, he hooked me a couple of times. I didn't they are bleed. Smaller. It, yeah, they're smaller. But that is my hooks. fear. It's gonna like go in my eye or something, and I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. caught in the back. Like he caught me in the back. There, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there. I mean, risk of the sport. I guess. <laughs> I go paddle fishing, uh-huh. and the amount of times I've hooked a bush or oh, nearly yeah. threw a child with my <laughs> lure uh-huh. into the water, it's not good. Yeah. I need a wide berth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is also why it's nice to have a guide with you, because I tangle it up, and I'm like, uh, Eric, help. Right. <laughs> like, he would just, Here you know, you fix it, <laughs> which was the nice part. That is yeah. nice. Um, I did want to mention, going back to the Alice Creek thing real quick, um, we talked about the Lewis, the Native American history, Lewis and Clark history there. But there was also in our little handy brochure uh, some other history I found interesting for the area that I was just going to share real quick. So, okay. um, what's it about? It's uh, well, it's just uh, after Lewis's trek. For it says forty years after Lewis's visit to the Alice Creek area, there were missionaries um, oh, yeah. that arrived in that region to establish missions among the Indian tribes there. Um, and it talked about something being written about it, saying the summit of a mountain from which you could see the horizon, a hundred leagues in circumference. So you can do modern day conversion. I don't know what that is. Uh, I always thought leagues were under, under the, the sea. sea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently there's leagues of circumference it. that happen in the Alice Creek Historic District. There you go. Uh, but this one missionary said, uh, after reciting the first Vespers of St. Michael, I made and planted a cross a stone structure in the shape of a Celtic cross lies at the top of Lewis and Clark Pass. So something oh. else you can... I just thought that was kind of cool that I'm assuming you can still well, see I that. Well, so. Yeah. So... Eh. Hopefully somebody goes up and maintains it, you know, and yeah, clears and the doesn't grass like, oh, what are these around and here's like the... Somebody throws tries them around. to skip yeah. them. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, and then there were also, after that, some military expeditions um, sent to explore if that was a potential route for Transcontinental Railroad oh, or yeah. uh, military transportation areas back and forth. So it's a really, like, apparently good good tr- travel spot. So really, interestingly enough, to the east of the Alice Creek Historic District mm-hmm. is Fort Shaw, which was mm-hmm. the premier fort that's like the queen fort. I'm not sure what that term is. <laughs> we queen get somebody fort. on sure. from there yeah. to talk about that old fort, but it was a massive fort back in the day. Yeah. And then to the south of it is the old St. Peter's Mission. Yes. So it's kind of interesting how they kind of like intersect. intersection of a lot of different things in history yeah, happening. Yeah, because it's not very far south from there that no. you would find St. Peter's or very far east that you'd yeah. find Fort Shaw. That's fascinating. I wonder if these missionaries had something to do with St. Peter's. I would think they do. Yeah. Is it in your brochure? <laughs> That's <laughs> not in my brochure. <laughs> that that is interesting, though. Read real quick. Yeah. No, I think they're. Yeah, that Pierre de Smet sounds familiar. Okay, because you've been, you've been. I have not been, but you've been to the Saint Peter's oh, Mission. Yes. Yeah. Did I tell you about the? Oh yes, I yeah. did. You oh. let me listen to the music. Yeah. Yeah. That one of the members of our orchestra created mm-hmm. original pieces for each mission in the state of Montana. Which is just so cool. That what is a concept. So neat. Yeah. And, and then you got to hear it in the mission. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And just to be there. I'm such a nerd mm-hmm. when it comes to that, like, old buildings. Yeah. And kind of those type of history that is no longer accessible. Mm-hmm. So the school itself had been torn down, but there are pictures of it inside the mm. church yeah. portion of it. And just to see how a work of love that community has taken to make sure that that building stays intact is yeah. really neat. And it's not open. I mean, it's, you can't go just into go it. Wander. No, but it is really awesome. You can once see you from get the out. outside, yeah. peek in the windows. It's so neat. Yeah. Very rustic. Mm-hmm. Not the big elaborate walls. Churches. Yeah. <laughs> That's As cool. some missions are though. Mm-hmm. Like some of the missions exist still today. They have a little bit more of a presence. This yeah. was just like a prairie plastered <laughs> wood. But it's still there. Yep. It's still standing. Which is, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of varying points of history huh. in this area. Which again I had no idea. Thank you. Whoever Lincoln Ranger District yeah. personnel for dropping this off to us because it was really fun to learn. Yeah. And really encompasses the historic district when you're talking about <laughs> Native American, Lewis and Clark, uh, the old tracks, mm-hmm. the wildlife, the missionaries, mm-hmm. all in this Even area. The military. Yeah. Just really cool. Yeah. I want to add it to summer summer hiking list oh yeah yeah especially because like we said the one of them it's like 3.2 miles so that's that's doable nice but manageable yeah and um so much opportunity Mm -hmm. so many different trails and this is just in that area right that's not like the other side of lincoln which we're not even going to talk about no because you don't need to go over there because on this side right all around here there's so many well and just kind of speaking to that this last uh summer fall jason and i over one weekend we went up and we did memorial falls uh sluice mm-hmm. boxes up there one weekend or one day and then the next day we did the white sulfur or the i'm sorry the sulfur springs oh, trail yes. out past maroney dam and we were just talking about how 
we're two days apart and we did these both with, you know, very close to Great Falls to home. And it was such diverse, different landscape between those two, which was just really cool because we literally did, you know, one on Friday, one on Saturday. And it was such, we were just like, wow, how lucky are we that we can do such diverse type of hiking right here? So much variety, Mm -hmm. all using Great Falls as a base camp. Yeah. Were you surprised at how unassuming Sulfur Springs yeah, is? It is. Like you kind of, you get up there, you're like, all right. You can where smell is it. it? You, you, like use your nose. Oh, <laughs> here it is. Did you okay. take Watson with you? Yeah, Watson and uh, our, our new dog, Maya, they both went. Yeah, I think one of them, I think, wanted to drink from it, which I guess supposedly would be fine because it healed yeah. Sacagawea. But, uh, you know, I, don't, I was like, yeah, maybe let's not drink from this. But um, we had taken Oliver. Uh-huh. Uh, he loved it. He splashed around. He didn't yeah. want to drink it. Yeah. But he was also a pretty persnickety fella. Okay. Because like, I was like, a lot of dogs, things that don't smell good, they're all about. Yeah. Yeah. He he rolled around in it. I think it was very hot the day oh. we went. So I think that was like part just, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. It's... um. I like that trail. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more plainsy, but you got that up and down, mm-hmm. some really great rock formations that you're walking around. Yeah. I liked it just because you end up seeing where the Lewis and Clark portage started mm-hmm. and you you get to see in all of its glory, Sulphur Springs. Sulphur Springs, right. Which I can't imagine looked much different in the Lewis and Clark day. No, and I... Jason and I talked about this when we were there. We're like, wow, they really had to have either smelled it and went or just happened to be walking in that area because how else would you have seen it, found it? <laughs> then, then who says, huh, huh, let's take a swig of this. Let's take this to Sacagawea <laughs> and see if that yeah. fixes her. Like who, you know. Right, like, huh. Smelly groundwater. This will do it. (laughs) But they had to have known. They had to have come across something hot springs in the past, right? And knew known the mineral content within that water and thought "Eh, that must be good. So there's this Laura, but that that we don't know what exactly about it necessarily healed, but she had been sick, right? She had been really, really sick. We had discussed this with Wayne, Mm -hmm. Dwayne Bushai. And the theory is that she was just super dehydrated. dehydrated so and so any water, any liquid was helping, would have helped. But then they fed her some sticks and berries. <laughs> that made her take a turn for the worst. Well, she needed water, yeah, not, not fiber. Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so if you go back, you can listen to that episode. We yeah. talked about Dwayne um, and a little bit about that whole water healing yeah. waters of Sacagawea. It is interesting because so many different springs are said to have healing yeah. powers. So who knows? Uh, I, I've sat in them. You're I st- guess I am pretty healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's you're because still here. you're still here. You're fine. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no reason I should. Your husband looks like here. your father instead. So you must be <laughs> fountain of youth there. You must be hanging out with your dad. I'm like, yep. He's pretty sexy. <laughs> so when you're planning your trip to the great falls area Mm -hmm. and you want to get out and you want to do some recreation especially if it's connected to lewis and clark we got some options for you now sure do that we know about that we did not know about extended options yes before yeah 
Um, that doesn't mean other people didn't know about them. We just didn't we know just to didn't ask. We just didn't know to, and to tell you. So so sorry, all of our guests up and until that, now. Yeah, we had a lot of options already, but this is another good one to add. There's a lot of them in the Rocky Mountain front mm-hmm. and in the Bob that are just day hikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, teaser, coming up, you are going to get to hear from actual hiking experts. <laughs> yes. Recreation experts. We purposely experts. did this before, so then, then yeah. we can... can give you some real <laughs> information soon. so we've got uh our experts from bighorn outdoor specialists mm-hmm. coming to talk to us which is who we actually consulted <laughs> to develop the content in our visitor magazine oh, as well for day okay. hikes because i've done some but i'm not as active as the folks at bighorn yeah in their extensive experience of the area of what they've hiked so we have expert backup for our recommendations um and they can talk the big belts they can talk the mm. little belts they can talk rocky mountain front highwoods bob marshall wilderness complex we'll see how much they know about the alice creek historic yeah, i'm District. curious um and then highwoods mm-hmm. and beyond mm-hmm. so a lot of great things coming up that is you know more educational <laughs> i liked this one though yeah we, t- we told people things yeah, and, and it's really a lot of varied recreation, which mm-hmm. I think is exciting for folks mm-hmm. if they're coming out here um, to see a lot of things you can do in one area. Mm-hmm. And if you need to rent things or purchase hiking gear, which we can ask Bighorn ladies about that as well, but we do have a great local spot yeah. here as well. And what I've also seen other people do, if you mm-hmm. don't have the gear or you're just going to use it, you can buy it. And then uh, pawn it. There you go. Or also, it. our friends at Nocles might be able to help you out oh, as well. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good <laughs> plug for them. They yes. have a lot of equipment to rent, which yes. is nice. So. Yeah, kayaks and such. Mm-hmm. So, folks, you're now more smart than we are on this. Uh, <laughs> feel free to dig in on anything about the Alice Creek Historic District. Become more knowledgeable than we will. Uh, we love it <laughs> when you're smarter much. than us. <laughs> So until we see your bright, smiling, happy, beautiful, healthy face here in our wonderful community of Great Falls, we hope that you are creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. See you soon. We're no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.